What's going on, YouTube nights? Is it too late to say Happy New Year? I mean, can do people still? No, I think throughout the whole month. Say Happy New Year. Yeah, totally I, I, happy my New thing year. is, I've, I, I think, I think once you get hit February, you got to stop. But until January, you're good. Yeah, I think if you haven't seen anybody since the New Year, I think it's probably fine etiquette to be like, "Yo, Happy New Year!" So, yeah, a Happy right. New Year to the people we haven't wished Happy New Year yet, and welcome to the uh, Shaker Show for the. Uh, I think this is our second, third Shaker Show, so I'm not sure, man. But this list comes from our friends at Cover Price. But you know, I fuck that. Before I get to it, you know what? Uh, since you guys have been tailgating and having a good old time, you know, I want to get you guys some entertainment, man. Get that ass shaking. Matter of fact, you no. know. That's why it's for the shakers list because we have to come on and shake it. So while you guys are congregating, get a little funky with it. I should have gave a disclaimer to adjust your bass levels for yeah, MC right? ID. What you I'll kids you know what? about that? Best heard wow. with headphones on because I, yeah, he was going back and forth. Yeah, that That's old school ATL right there. That's that booty shaking nice. MC ID for all you kids who think you know the dirty south. You need some MC ID in your life from a, uh, the ATL. Back when it was Luke Skywalker Records, before Lucas sued his the shit out of Uncle Luke, and it just turned to <laughs> Luke Records. <laughs> I don't know how he got along so long by going uh, by calling himself Luke Skywalker Records, and then making songs about uh, everybody say, "Hey, we want some." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, were they the of first band some, to get banned? Like, yeah, he's they, the one that uh, went to court and everything. It was really Luke Skywalker. They were the reason they, for the parental advisory stuff, weren't they? Him and uh, Twisted Sister, they both showed up. At, I guess Twisted Sister actually went to a congressional hearing, but um, Two Live Crew actually got arrested at a show. In Florida uh, because, or something, right? Yeah, because they told him, you can't be saying that Phil Far and Filth around here. And sure enough, they said Phil Far and Filth, and they threw him in jail. But speaking of Phil Far and Filth, say what's up to uh, JB from Discovery Bay Comics. 
Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited, man. This list is crazy. That's a cool if list. If anybody's today. got the app, you guys got to get the app so it unlocks the whole list so you guys can see this. This is just crazy stuff on here, man. But There's people a book on here. Their money. What? <laughs> we will look behind the curtain and we will show you guys some stuff on this at the end of the show. Nice. But speaking of peeking behind curtains, my man, Dark Side Jedi, say what's Be careful up. what you wish for. Hey, everybody. Mm-hmm. Happy Thursday. January 14th, we are about to do the Shakers list. And there are some, there's one book on here that I think is pretty cool just because of the date. The other one, I'm like, what is this book? Yeah. So I guess we'll so see. I guess this we'll list see. changes on a daily basis. There's about 50 of them. Um, so this list comes from our friends at Cover Price, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their exclusive daily Shakers list. This list changes several times a day. So make sure you check it out every day to review some of the hottest trending books on the market so this of course is brought to you by friends from coverprice.com you met matt and john, and john the other day for our two hour and a half extravaganza which only felt like 30 minutes to be honest with you uh, it really did uh when you're with fun. friends talking about some cool stuff time just flies by you know what i'm saying so uh we're all here with you guys in the live chat you guys are our friends just think of this you're just visiting your friends at the local comic shop on a wednesday and just talking up good stuff so shout out to everybody in the live chat my man sith holy uh sith lordly hone it down with the wrench with jb Ooh. shout out to everybody in the live chat i would shout you guys all out but there's 75 of you and growing and i don't want to waste your time by Very just nice. reading off names horribly so match that like so make sure you check out our friends at coverprice.com. At the end of the show, well, I'm going to go log into the site and uh, take a look at the, some of the shakers from today. Uh, if you didn't know, there was a heritage auction today, and some yes. new records were uh, dropped. And it hasn't updated be. on the cover price website yet. But what's interesting about these sales is, you know, I wonder, you know, how many retracted bids there are, how many people don't buy. But either way. Uh, a Batman number one sold at Heritage today, and I watched it live. So it actually sold for 1.9 million, but all the news sites are saying it was sold for 2.2 million. I'm assuming that's with fees and taxes and everything. But it was a Batman number one from the Golden Age, sold a 9.4. Where was that at? Seriously, Heritage where auctions. was that at? No, but where did somebody keep that book exactly, for all those years? Right? That amazing, kind of condition there was at a, 9.4. A paltry Amazing Fantasy 15 sold. A first Captain America sold for wow. about, you know only 320000 But that Batman one, it was amazing watching the live auction. Even though the auctioneer was awful. Um, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. But I, I go check out the Heritage Auctions website. I wonder if they have a replay of it. But... Uh, Let's get right to it, boys and girls. This is the top shakers of the list, different from the uh, week cover price top 10, where it looks at most units sold and a percentage of price jump. This is just single issues that hit one high sale that jumped out to us. So let's kick it out, boys and girls, starting off with the first one, the amazing Spider-Man 800. Wasn't that back in the days of the old Red Goblin stuff? Or anyway... Del Del Otto, Gabriel Del Otto, was forever connected to one of the most valuable modern-day variants, Amazing Spider-Man 667. Well, there's another Del Otto high-ratio variant that has recently been moving up in value. This week, the gorgeous 1 in 200 variant hit a high new sale of 550 bones in a CDC 9.8. Nine point eight. Remember on the uh, the end of the year thing, we were just marveling about the six, the Amazing Spider-Man six yes. seven. Yes. At least this one is somewhat of a key, right? It's a it's a it's an anniversary issue. 
Um, and but that other one, man, the prices on it. I couldn't are, understand how, it, how they I, saw it. It was mind boggling. But as you saw with the heritage auctions today, some people just have money to spend, and it doesn't matter. They can drop you know one point nine million on a Batman number one nine point ten. I can't believe they got a <laughs> golden age Batman book for a nine point four. Oh, I have a feeling that will show up on this list next week because uh, you know. Um, Obviously, it just happened, so it hasn't. And this, they gave me this list yesterday, so it's not even. I even looked it up on the website. They haven't updated the website with it yet. They want want to make sure it's all legit, but I would imagine very soon you'll see it on there. So, Amazing Spider Man number 800, the out of one in 200, man. You know, you know what I was just thinking? You don't see many really high racial variants. No, uh, I think the last one I remember was that one in 500 Jim Lee for that Batman run. Yeah. Or I was thinking like, you know, one in fifties are really rare now, but one in twenty fives, but you know, Alex Ross did some one in one hundred, so you know those uh, are rare too. I'm seeing a lot more one in tens, one in fifteens. Yeah, but you gotta think also back in two thousand eighteen there was more shops open, more people ordering, but man, five fifty and this is a pretty amazing cover actually. I really dig it. That's I cool. really dig it. This looks better than the 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 He's all web fifty five, yeah. So there you go, Amazing Spider-Man number 800, the Gabriel Delato 1 in 200 variant. What do we got next, Ryan? No, I'm good with next. Oh, oh okay, JB, I'm sorry, my bad. Go on, get it, get it. All right, speaking of gentlemen dropping some Bitcoin, coming in number two at the Shakers, we've got Avengers number 47, originally published in 1967 from Marvel Comics and Ready. Now, this book contains the first appearance of Dane Whitman, who becomes the Black Knight in the following issue. Now, those two books heated up back in August of 2019 as Disney announced that Kit Harington of Game of Thrones fame would play the character in the upcoming Eternals movie. There wasn't a lot of news in the interim, and both books kind of cooled down. Well, now we're hearing some unsubstantiated rumors that Dane Whitman will ride high coming off the Eternals movie and may have an extended future with Disney and Marvel. Now, although that's just a rumor... It seems it was enough to entice one buyer to pay a whopping $5,050 for a CGC 9.8 copy. Now, listen, that's over 80% over the last sale in this grade. Now, while 9.8 copies are available, there's 24 of these on the CGC census, and some are available on eBay. We rarely see any sales. The last sale at this grade was way back in May of 2020 for 2800 bucks. Now, we'll definitely be watching to see if this recent sale may have an impact on sales on lower grades. Also, we're going to be watching the first appearances. Now is a nice reminder to pick up variants from the 2015 Black Knight series, like the uh, number one Powell 1 in 25, or the number three Tim Bradstreet 1 in 25. Those both have been slowly climbing back from significant lows. The Powell fell to 30 bucks during COVID lull and recently sold for $89.99. Now, current asking prices are high, but check your LCS and other online resources. Now's the time to hunt. These are going to be pricey books. Might as well check out that John Tyler action figure variant too for number one. Since that had a qualifier, that means you exceeded 150% of your orders Jeez. on an all-new Hawkeye number four. Now, come on, who, who would have known that? that? <laughs> right? Well, hold on. This is how you find this information out. Now, how did they qualify? They had to get the 150% of orders on all new Hawkeye number four with orders for Black Knight number one regular cover for this variant to be unlocked. Now, I'll tell you what. Check out Drunken Chat 
from last weekend where Ultra Maximus covers all of that John Tyler action figure variants and jump to the one hour and nine minute mark for the scoop. I just dropped their link in the live chat. That's uh, one of the fellow uh, YouTubers from the Mighty Mel. They got a drunken show, really great cats over there. Uh, I just dropped that link in the live chat, and they talked about some of the variants. Also, friends from CBSI and friends of Cover Price. So check out the Mighty Mel drunken cast. I think they go once a week on there. But, yeah, man, uh, we actually reported here on the Lords uh, as one of our scoops, not from Mikey, uh, not from the Black Knight, uh, but from Mikey Sutton, that there are going to be spinoffs and that Kit Harrington is a major part of that. So, And our initial reporting was that it was going to be Captain Britain leading an Excalibur team or a Captain Britain Corps. So mm-hmm. I would say along with Black Knight, look at the Captain Britain Corps. Also look at Excalibur because that's they think Kit Harrington has enough star power. Obviously, you know, Jon Snow and everything to where he can spin off the, uh, from the Eternals and do his own thing. So I can see that as the next Marvel property, either be it, you know, on the big screen or on a Disney Plus series. Imagine a Black Knight series, Black Knight and Excalibur type run, you know, cool. big in the UK. I think that I think he's, you know, destined to be a big role, uh, a spin-off. Because when you look at think of the Eternals, you don't think of the Black Knight. The only really relation to the Black Knight and the Eternals are is is he would one time they him and uh Cersei were romantically linked, right? And they were both Avengers at the same time as well. I was also say, look for the first time Cersei and Black Knight are on the Avengers. Uh, you really have to do some researching. I did it one time and it took me a while to find it. <laughs> it's like uh, one of the 90s Avengers comics where the, the roster of teams was just ridiculous. Um, I just said comics asked, uh, what, how many in the CGC census? I'm glad you asked that. Uh, let me just highlight your thing, man. Ooh, highlight the thing. I highlight the thing. thing. What are you talking about here? <laughs> I like that thing, man. As soon as I can find your thing, dude. Uh, <laughs> Where is it? Come on. Finding the thing, highlighting well, so many We're band. highlighting things today in the I'm chat. I'm trying to, but uh, uh, here, Come I'll back to that. We'll I'll just lie to him. He asked how many in the CGC census, and I'm glad you asked that because uh, at the end of the cover price annual show, uh, John was talking about some of the uh, updating future uh, features that are going to be built in is going to be part of the CGC census. So when you're in cover mm-hmm. price and you look up a book, right. it'll actually tell you how many are in the CGC census. So that's pretty cool. One of the new things that are coming um, to the uh, cover price uh, features in the future. Ooh, I say that fast. Features in the, not future fast, but whatever. <laughs> so great question though. Yeah. About the, the census because, when I was looking at the heritage auction today for the Batman number one on heritage, it says, you know, on their description for it, there's like, uh, there's n- no, uh, highest CDC grade for ba- uh, Batman number one is a 9.2. So 9.4 is the highest in the CDC registry and the only one that high. So really wow. that is a super rare book. I mean, needless to say, I mean, it's a Batman. I mean, a 1940 age. book. Wow. Yeah, I had a 9.4. Crazy. That's, and uh, you know, Bezos probably just said, "Here's some lunch money. Go buy that book for me." So, right. <laughs> Avengers number forty-seven, first appearance of the Black Knight, finally is picking up some steam. If that character blows up, man, this this book can be really big, man. So it's Avengers forty-seven and then forty-eight. I think is a cooler cover. It actually features the Black Knight on the cover, riding his steed. 
It looks pretty dope. I, I I like that. I like actually the Avengers 48 better. I got them both though. So I was telling my man Sith Lord to get them. Hopefully he got them before uh, the book started blowing up and they announced it because uh, we have been talking about Black Knight is coming. All right, Avengers 47 is next on the list. What's the next, Ryan? This one is a weird one. Yeah, this one is a weird one. The number three shaker this week is Deathmate Preview. This is the orange version. This is an image uh, comic. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Deathmate preview from August uh, 1993 came in two forms. It came in pink and it came in orange. The pink version was available through normal channels, but the orange version came glued to a previews magazine. Oh, those good old previews magazines, right? Uh, only two copies of this book are on the CGC census. One, which is a 3.5 copy, likely because someone tore it from the book from the previous book causing the notable damage and the other is a 9.8 copy which recently sold via ebay for two thousand two hundred and forty seven dollars the seller what's that wow i'm sorry yeah no that's a lot i mean the seller claims that he bought it raw from someone who got it from a diamond employee who worked at previews Apparently, this copy had never been glued to a previous magazine and, as such, avoided the poor fate of the 3.5 copy. We've seen other sales of this book, but they all have damage. Who knows if the story is true, but considering the painful extraction process, the story makes sense. Moreover, less, uh, unless someone close to the previews is sitting on a stack of never-glued copies, this may well be the very um, last and only 9.8 copy we see. Yeah, yeah so uh, that's it's always have great to have a story with something yeah, when somebody cool buys something, right? Not just bring some idiot on your YouTube channel asking why he spent you know two thousand more than somebody else on a comic, but an actual cool story. And for the good kids that don't know, this was a huge thing in 1993, where Valiant and De and Image got together to do a a a, a, a company wide crossover for both because they're like, you know what? DC and Marvel, hey, we're coming up. We can do our own thing. Look at what we, we got. We got Valiant. We have Image. Uh, well, there was that. But there was this is one of those things where there's a ton of parents. I remember Death Made Black, and there was like multiple covers and colors. But man, I, this one it's another one of those things, man. Just thinking when you think you know everything, there's somebody, somebody out there surprised you with some weird, weird stuff, man. So, uh, Death Glued Mate to a previews magazine, a previews <laughs> yeah. magazine, right. and he got in a 9 8, which makes it even more astounding. So, there you go. If you have Death Mate preview orange on your 2021 bingo card, <laughs> you are part way there. All right, wow. next up on the list, that's something more we can uh, relate with, but uh, something that's We've all seen, but now, it's, man, this is getting crazy now with these combo packs, what people are doing with this. In 2011, with the launch of DC's New 52 reboot, don't call it a reboot, <laughs> they offered a polybag combo pack that included uh, the print copy along with the code to download the digital copy. These combo packs were more expensive, so readers essentially paying an extra $1 for a digital plus print copy copy while they were not directly called a variant they technically were as they offered different covers titles and logo colors however the combo pack was considered an overall failure and was discontinued in spring of 2015 by this time most stores stopped ordering these and the print run became considerably small due to the dwindling numbers these became quite collectible and rare for those end of run copies many of these even considered to be even rarer than the rarest incentive variants 
and it, all it takes is a key first appearance to make it skyrocket with the, which is exactly what it did for this first full appearance of Jessica Cruz which sold for a massive $1000 in a CDC 9.8 so we've always talking about variants and with the combination of a hot character and a low scarcity and you get this a Justice League combo pack number 31 uh, I want to assume these combo packs are kind of hard to get as well um, in a, you know, 9.8 simply because of it's Walmart and that's what people are assuming that they're hard to get. But, you know, it's uh, left over from 2020, man. This continues to go. Justin Cruz obviously is rumored to be in the Green Lantern core, not corpse. It's core. Corpse <laughs> is a dead body. It's core. Stops calling it the Green Lantern corpse. It's core, for God's sake. Corpse are dead people or dead things. You can, uh, whatever. All right. Justice League number 31, the combo pack. What's up next, guys? That's great. Okay. Next up, shaker number five, we've got Claws of the Panther number one, the Stephanie Hans one in 10 variant, originally published in 2010 from Marvel Comics. Wow, right? Um, mm -hmm. When Chadwick's death was announced, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, uh, speculation went straight to Shuri, taken on the mantle. Now, her first early appearance in the costume just went crazy. However, this hard-to-find variant with low supply hit $100 raw. This week, the 1 in 10 Stephanie Hans variant sold, a C sold at a CGC 9.8, for $699.99, and it's still unknown who or if anyone is going to take on the Black Panther mantle. Yeah, so all we know from the Disney investor call was that T'Challa, the character himself, will not be recast. So there'll be somebody else who becomes a Black Panther, but T'Challa himself will not be recast. Um, just like Cyborg will not be recast because, you know, can't just talk shit about your boss and still expect a job. That dude Ray Fisher kills me, man. I understand he's got some, you know, he's, he's pissed off about some stuff, but I've never had a job where I can just be like, uh, "Yo, man, I don't want to work for my boss," and then still expect to have a and still expect to have a job. So, what are you talking about? James Harden just did it, man. He's making forty mil. Oh, that's different though. I mean, come on now. You know, James Harden has a career. Uh, I think uh, Ray Fisher did Cy the only film he did was Cyborg. So, our uh, uh, in that one, so. It's kind of interesting, but man, this, this, I thought the Shuri stuff was over, but apparently, you know, it's still going. I mean, obviously she's going to have a prominent role in Black Panther 2. I always still think she's going to be the, the, the cue to James Bond, you know, kind of like the one that does the tech support, gives him the suit and everything. And she won't, you know, actually be, maybe she will be one of the Black Panthers. Maybe there'll be a Black Panther team. I don't know what you would call a, um, you know how the uh, pride of lions, what do you call like a bunch of Black Panthers together? So, hey, that's a great the, idea, man. For the live chat, figure that out. Is it, is it a pride of Black Panthers? Is it a gaggle a of them? Um, it's, well, yeah, a lion is a pride, right? Yeah. But you don't really know any other cats that are that have group that are in groups. Most of them. Shout out to the Comic-Con podcast who just joined. That's our friends, uh, Manimal and Nemesis Prime, who are on the podcast. Uh, and unfortunately, you guys have just been made a wrench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There you go. So now you are a highlighted to all. So make sure. sure you guys follow the Comic-Con podcast. Uh, they are dropping their show tomorrow at 9 a.m. Um, and it's a podcast only, so it's on uh, podcast stuff like uh, podcast iTunes. Stuff. 
uh, and some other shit. Google Spotify, Play, Spotify, all that stuff, man. Wherever you guys go for your podcast stuff. So, all right. Next up on the list is Claws of the Panther. Number one, the Stephanie Hans one in 10 variant. People going back. See, this is funny because people are like looking back like 10 years now and finding these variants, which in the past, ten a variant from 10 years ago, and you usually get it for pretty cheap, but 2020 continues into 2021, boys and girls. So, uh, mm-hmm. speaking of which, this, weird. One, this one will really get you weird. And I can guarantee you that no other uh, top 10, 11, or list on the YouTubes is talking about this book. <laughs> Knights of the Dinner Table, number one. This is an Alderac Group publication from 1994. And uh, add this to your list of weird indie books that sell for over $100. This book, written and drawn by Jolly L. Blackburn, featured a group of friends playing a Knights of the Roundtable type role player game. During this time, there weren't really many books centered around role playing games, which allowed this bulk book to find actually a folk occult following. This week, this hard to find book sold for seven hundred and ninety dollars for a CGC nine point six, and this is one of those books that always finds its way into the dollar bins we've personally seen it so keep an eye out for when you're digging in those indie boxes you know i was gonna do one of the um like a show where we do trivia about the our our own show but i think that i thought that was like that's kind of self-serving to like (laughs) expect people to know stuff about us from like 15 years ago like like we expect people to watch every single show but Way back when, some of the first episodes of Lords of the Longbox was called Lords of the Roundtable because it was a roundtable discussion. That was one of the first. And then we just literally kind of changed it after that before. That was back when Marty was on the show. Mm-hmm. A couple of other cats was on the show. And we called it Lords of the Roundtable. So at one point, I thought about calling it Night Lords of the Dinner Table. No, I didn't. But just, kinda, <laughs> just say book, little. Uh, what, we're, what we're trying to say is this comic is based on us. That's, um, that's right. It is. It's based on us. So, Knights of the Dinner Table, man. That's seven hundred ninety bucks. I, I mean, this is kind of cool. If so anybody this, has this book, please tag me on Instagram. I want to see it with a picture. Like we need to yeah, see like, proof of life. You know, to, put a newspaper up with the date, your <laughs> exactly. photograph. Uh, <laughs> like, like you have a hostage. We need proof of life. But, yeah, tag us if you had this. And we'll send you a Marvel mm-hmm. No Prize because I would be surprised if anybody had this book from Alderac Group in 1994 so shit i'll send you a comic book hey man the 90s was a wild time in comic book shops it's funny right now it was fun it was wild there was all kinds of stuff and uh so there you go knights of the dinner table number one hit a 790 for a graded 9.6 you gotta (laughs) think crazy not many hot grade copies of this so all right uh i think i'm next right you're next I get the Phantom Lady. That's Look cool. at that. Yeah, you do. She's sexy. Yeah, she does. I like her outfit. I don't know if it's very uh, useful, but there you go. Last <laughs> week, one of the shakers on our list was Crime Suspense Stories number 22 with its brutal decapitation cover. But violence and horror weren't the only things that led to the implementation of the Comics Code Authority. Books that had covers that were considered provocative with scantily clad women, often referred to as good girl art covers, were also... Uh, high on the list of troublemakers in the eyes of the seduction of the innocent report. Wow. 
I knew that, man. That's the same right there with Reefer Madness and the yeah. U.S. Senate. Uh, the Phantom Lady ran from issues 13 to 23, many of which had Matt Baker covers, falling to this category and some of the most in-demand books in the Golden Age comic collectors. Well, issue 17 is by far the most popular of the books. All the books are rare and desirable. This week saw a raw sale issue number 20 sell for $1,025 with an wow. estimated grade of get this about a 4.5 for basically <laughs> a, v, a VG to VG plus wow. only a few copies of this book came up for sale each year so collectors jumped the opportunity to pick this one up if you're interested in breaking into this area of the golden age collection make sure you get your checkbook ready though mm-hmm. do people still use those <laughs> actually yes I was stuck in line today behind a woman that was 80 years old and wanted to write a check at the grocery store. It took 10 minutes because she wrote her check and then balanced her checkbook while she was doing that. (laughs) Oh my God. I I just sat there and I was like, you know, thank God I had a mask on and sunglasses on because you could see me rolling my eyes and (laughs) disgusting my face. But now I think about it, I had sunglasses and masks on. I probably thought I was going to rob the place if it wasn't. You know what? One day you're going to be in line using a check card or your. your bank card and some kid behind you is going to be pissed off because you're not using the chip in your arm or something. I know. And when you're going to pay for some people are going to be like, uh, where do I stick my finger? Yeah. Oh! oh. <laughs> anyway, issue 17 had a high sale of get this $121,000 for wow. 9.4 in 2019. And in May, 2020, a 0.5, Damn, for a non-hero Copy. book, like a non Went for almost two thousand dollars. So for a point five. Wow. So if you see any Phantom Ladies, and we're Let's not talking about those Phantom Ladies, we're not talking about those Phantom Ladies in the night in the tenderloin. You know what I'm saying? James knows yeah, what I'm talking not, about. Not the ones in Bay Point. No, it's not. Yeah, no, James knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> or the ones uh, during Mardi Gras. You know what I mean? Where yeah. But anyway, Phantom Lady, man. So for those who don't know, I mean, there's lots of great articles about it and how comic books were under fire for the longest time that, you know, Hey man, cause a lot of them were about uh, uh, talking this. And then, so they really, I mean, our governments in the forties and the fifties, I mean, and I want to get too political, but McCarthyism is what kind of put all this. It's, it's basically book burning of the 20th century where, Mm -hmm. you know, people were afraid that it would corrupt the minds of the youths uh, if they saw scantily clad women or anything crazy in comic books. Uh, the same thing happened with music when we were just talking about earlier with Shy D and, you know, all these. Let's call it what it is, government censorship. And then the same thing happened again in the 90s with video games, right? When they said, uh, when they were, and Mortal Kombat was the one that they singled out as one of the most violent games. Um, I would, I would tell you guys, Go check out that docu-series on Netflix called High Score. It is absolutely fantastic. It, it talks about um, uh, all the kind of history of video games, all the way up to like first-person shooters, but also talk about Pac-Man, Pong, and then uh, the most recent one where it talks about how, you know, like music in like the 80s and 90s, there was video games started getting that parental uh, guidance or whatever, you know, the parental the warning M on it, the rating, the rating system, right? Yeah. So it was uh, so mature, it was for, M for mature for all ages, like you know Mario, and then uh, for everything else. I mean, and then they they were talking about how um, Mortal Kombat and Doom, and there was this other game that was this weird game by Hasbro, which was VHS based or something like that, but it was basically they filmed scenes from it. 
you have to check out that episode because they they had it was like an 80s slasher film where all these girls were scantily clad and they had to fight off uh, vampires that were trying to kill them and this game has got banned and it was like it was one of those games that um I don't know how to explain it, but go just watch like the last two episodes of High Score. They talk about that game, and it's kind of crazy that they made this video game. It literally looked like these girls were Night Trap, fucking T Ravis points. Oh, Comic Con podcast too. Sorry guys, Night Trap is the name of the game, man. Oh, King to Golden State. Well, look at that. Look at all you fuckers are first. But anyway, great. Night Trap is the name of the game. Go on to YouTube and just search just the videos of it. It is crazy that they came up with this video game. And the maker of the video game ended up being going, uh, doing special effects for Hollywood. But, you know, it was one of the earliest things. Just think Night Trap is one of the games that they put up in, uh, at the, at Congress, along with Mortal Kombat, to say these games are breaking our our children. You know what? And little did they know, slapping a label. Yeah, well, on you know what? They might not have been wrong. Look at us now. We're yeah. all crazy. Little did they know that just like with records putting a parental guidance on it, putting a rating on a video game, guess what? It makes kids want them more. That's right. That's right, Robert. They did do, they re-released it on Sega CD, like a, like a 20-year later anniversary of it. So it's Night Trap. If you guys don't know, the story behind Night Trap is one of the most insane things I've ever uh, seen and, and what they admit it to be. So it was a Hasbro game, right? And they go, I want it to be about vampires. They go, well, we can't do that. That's that the kids would be too scary. So it goes, okay, what about if they're old vampires and they can't run? So they had these creepy slow vampires, but they use this device to stick into people's neck and extract blood from it. And then, then the game maker's like, we can go with that. And then that made it even worse. Than what it was. So no. I would love that. They should remake Night Trap, make a movie out of it. But uh, there you go, man. Long story short, Phantom Lady number 20 is on our list because obviously she's dressed way too scantily clad for people nowadays. Uh, shout out to Lady Death and all those other comics in the night. The nineties just took the comics, the, the, the comics authority and just said, fuck you. We don't want to, if you don't want to put it on there, we're going to make our own comics without it. So I mean, it was kind of useless and what it ended up becoming, but it's still interesting in the, in the piece of comic book history, though. So Phantom Lady, number 20, raw comics so for a grand, man. So if you see Phantom Ladies, snatch them up. Yeah. Grab them by yeah, the grab them by the spine of the comic, is what I meant. <laughs> Carefully. Right. Here's something else. Here's something that's more uh, familiar. What do we got? All right. Now, before we get to that, man, real shout out to this chat, which is just on Fire. I have got to tell you, the Blue Wrenches are holding it down, JLS and the Comic-Con podcast, but Planet Arizona Comics and Bayou Entertainment dropping just hilarious stuff in the chat. Thank you, everybody who's joining us live. Do not forget to hit that thumbs up. All right, next up, we've got the number eight shaker on the list. We've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number three, originally published in 1985 from Mirage Comics. Right. Wow, right? Turtle yeah. power is still in full force. If you can't get the first or the second, go for the third. This third issue of the original series sold for $2,000 last week for a CGC 9.8. And no, this was definitely not the error version. Just think, this exact time last year, 9.8s of this book were selling for $356. Ugh, so, Ugh. this is another thing that I regret was selling my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collection. I had the original run. I still have one of the more interesting books of this book. I believe it's called Fugitoid, which is the first 
Eastman and Laird comic for Mirage. That's the only one I held on to. But who would have known that the last Ronin would have made Turtle Fever all over again? All over again. All over again. It's crazy, man. And then what's I saw saw, people posting that cover about Jenica, that really off-putting female turtle. Man, that thing is a weird-looking turtle, man. I know they try to make it look feminine, but it looks weird to me, man. Is it... (laughs) Is that her new first appearance, Jenica, or whatever that is? I, you know, um, but either way, but man, the last run, it just takes a little, it just it takes a little spark to light the fire of really the rebellion. Does. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw the, I just saw the last, I think he said, yeah, it just takes Jedi. a spark to ignite the fire of the rebellion. So there you go, man. <sighs> Teenage Mutant Internals number three, not even a first print, selling for two grand. All right, wow. what's next up? This is absolutely gorgeous cover. This is a beautiful cover, and if you haven't heard, God, uh, Thor, God of Thunder, the whole the series is huge. But this is number nineteen. This is a Simone Bianchi. Bianchi. Yeah, that's close. Uh, This is the one in one hundred from two thousand fourteen. Dario Agger, Minotaur, a Greek industrial capitalist and CEO of Roxxon Industries, who first appears in this issue, is introduced to Thor by Roz Solomon as the director or as the doctor doom of corporate scumbags he is a capitalist who uses uh who causes global warming and then sells solutions to the problem uh brought on by climate change the story flashes to a future desert wasteland uh of earth where old thor and his granddaughters question the value of this deserted and desolate planet presumably this is the grim future of earth of dario agar and he initiate uh that he initiates with his destruction of environment for profit as our real planet just ended the warmest year in record history a year which brought fires and drought to much of the planet jason aaron's story grows more relevant over time and the prices for this issue continue to rise this week we noted an astonishing 875 dollars sale for this one in 100 variant dario agar also plays a major role in al ewing's current immortal hulk run in that story agar brings back zimenu uh almost sounds like some scientology shit yeah right to battle hulk and essentially catalyzes the devil hulk who sets his wrath against the kind of echo destruction perpetrated by companies like roxon and specifically against agar himself so there, for the longest time, people were like specking that Dario Agar was going to be uh, Christian Bale, which I, I never believed, but it didn't stop people from going out and getting Dario Agar's first appearance because I always thought that, you know, Dario Agar, they, you know, that's too small of a character for uh, Christian Bale. Then boom, sure enough, here come, here he comes as Gore the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale is going to kill that. But, kill it. You know, so I because you know I don't know Christian Bale as a Minotaur. You never know. Maybe they need to get that dude that does the uh, insurance commercials uh, where his uh, lower body is a bike to be Dario Agar. You know what him, I'm saying? Him or uh, who's the? Oh no, I think I'm thinking somebody else. Never mind. Okay, everybody, disregard what Ryan just said. Disregard. Way, anyway, this either way, this is a gorgeous. gorgeous I was thinking the Old Spice commercial, but he's not. It's not the same. 
telling you, Thor has some of the best uh, modern covers, man. Uh, between this and then uh, Isik Ribic also does some uh, dope covers. Uh, I have Thor. an amazing uh, Alex Ross, that rainbow cover one. Oh, it yeah. is so beautiful. It's probably my favorite of that whole run. Actually, um, it's funny that you bring that up because I will probably show it to you because I Ooh, showed show up me. on the shakers list. Ooh, uh, but there we go. Thor, God of Thunder, number 23, the Simone Bianchi, one in 100 variants. If I said his name incorrectly, uh, give yourself a Marvel no prize. But all right, the last one on the list, boys and girls. Oh, my God. What? what? I remember where watching the on Channel world, 1 in school. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Number one, the DC Universe logo. That's right. Carmen freaking Sandiego, man. Wow. Generally a low value book. This DC DCU logo version is very hard to find. It's sold for 100 raw this week. If, if you didn't know about these, the DC logo variants are subsequent printings that had the words DC Universe in the UPC logo box in the lower left hand corner. These were packaged together in the DC multi packs sold to various non comic book and comic book retailers. They were usually the last printing of each title and can be exceptionally difficult to find, especially in high grade. If you want to know more about the variant, various levels, uh, various books and the level of rarity, check out a very comprehensive list by master of the DC logo variants, Steve Horm over at comicbookinvest.com. Go check out comicbookinvest.com. They talk about this. Also check out recalledcomics.com where they talk about uh, super rare variants. Um, but that is the shakers list. And you know what? As we always like to do when we uh, close up the show, um, I like to bring up the actual um, cover price. You don't want to website. talk about that book? That, that's crazy. You know, the whole story behind that DC Universe logo is just quite amazing that they really don't know how many of each of these they printed because they kind of just looked at their orders for the current order and printed just enough to fill the current order. I think I have of these one, of these value packs. It was just have, amazing to hear that that's how they one, did it. So yeah, yeah, I have one comic wow. that has a DC Universe logo. Um, cause I remember seeing it one time and I was like, I think that I, you know, that's what I'm telling you. It's all about, uh, muscle memory or whatever that is, uh, photo pornographic memory when you remember <laughs> shit. So it's good to have a pornographic memory when you're collecting comics. Um, but let me, uh, bring up as soon as I, I can never share this correctly, but we'll get to it, man. We'll figure, we'll figure shit out. Uh, I'm going to take down the, the current one and then put up, take down the slide. Note. I know. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Full screen that. Full screen. Yeah. You got so, it. So, um, scroll down. Uh, obviously, there's the cover price top 10. Uh, these are the weekly. I think I still have my thing blown up to 100. And uh, there you go. That's a little bit better, right? Uh, these are go. the weekly movers, highest unit sales, and the daily shakers is what we Ooh, like to talk about. I like that Spider Man one. And I think Ryan, what you're referring to maybe was these are this one. Yes, I have that one. This That's a beautiful is book. on That's the sick. Shakers list. This is the Alex Ross 75th anniversary, uh, graded 9.8, last sold for three hundred and nineteen dollars in January 13, 2021. Average raw sales on it is a hundred and one dollars uh graded sales 258 so it set a new record ryan so oh, there you mine go. is raw i will have to send it in well, the other variants real quick go back yeah, down so if we scroll down variants. this it shows us all the different variants for thor number one That's obviously fire. everybody knows that one this sketch variant is also gorgeous oh i never saw that one yeah look at that one she 
Ooh, yeah, that's uh that's I a had that provocative one. uh the way she's holding that <laughs> hammer there. Hold it down, girl. You Whoa. Did <laughs> is that's that a, a girthy that's a girthy legs? hammer right there. That is a rather large hammer. So these are all the variants just for this one issue. Uh Midtown wow. Comics. Uh there's the homage to uh, uh Journey in a Mystery 83. Uh, this is one of my favorites here. Uh, I like this one. You know, that's just what I want on a really beautiful cover. Yeah. It's just then, some goofy like said, freaking comic book logo on it. Come on, yeah. people. You said Ribic 1 of 50. This is one of my, my favorites uh, in that run. So um, let's go see what else is shaking because this list changes every day. We talked about this book earlier in the week. Uh, so this is the 50 shakers of just, you know, today, guys. So um, you're going too fast. Slow down, man. Well, I'm going to start at the very top, man. So right, I, I expect this list to change uh, after they input the heritage auction stuff that happened today. But wait a minute. That shit says raw. Yep. Somebody paid. What in the F? way, man. Why? 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 That's not happening. Come on, man. It's the same morons and other happen. YouTube channels that keep on perpetrating this. No, that's this, know, is, previews, but... all, this is a big game. Someone's playing with us right now. This I don't really is. Real. It's it's yeah. we're being punked. Where's Ashton? Kutcher? We are. We're totally being punked right now. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher is the one that's buying <laughs> all these. How up. many shows <laughs> can we get it on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Clone Wars continues to be hot, as you can see. Um What's interesting uh, when I when I told you guys last time, so uh, this Clone Wars, it, if you notice, it has it's a key issue and it's a diamond, meaning it's a rare find. Um, and so this is the dark. This is a newsstand from 2008. Oh. And if you guys watch our end of year show, I don't want to tell you how rare a 2008 newsstand is, but it's pretty darn rare uh, yeah. uh, as opposed to uh, first appearance of a Sokotano outside ooh. of Star Wars canon. So ooh, there ooh, you ooh. go, man. Slide back down again. Oh Which man, I was looking at that. Yeah, it, it, was that a nine point eight or a nine point oh? Um, nine point eight. Nine point oh, oh sold for twenty two fifty. Oh my goodness! Yesterday, a nine point oh. Somewhere Justin is salivating for 22 right now. Twenty two fifty. Oh my goodness! Oh is correct. It is nine point oh. Um, so uh, that's what mania is real. And here we go. Here we go. It's real, giant man. size X Men love. That's Look on my that. hunt list for this year, fellas. I'm gonna I'm gonna attain one again. How so just let it go. Just get today, a raw uh, giant size X Men number one sold for fifteen hundred just today. <laughs> wow. Hey, but you know what? That's down ten percent. So that's a bargain. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else jumps out of here. Little Wonder Woman love, a little out Neil Adams love. Uh, hair to the hair to the empire. Shall we look at yeah, hair to the empire? Man, we've already looked at hair to the empire. Look at this, my man, let's, master. Let's this look this at, book is always on this list now. It shows I own three of them. Hey, how many? That? I was just gonna ask. How many do you own? Three. I own. I used to own four slabs. Are they, are, I, they I all, one. are they all slabs? That your your collection? Are they raw? No, they're all slab now. I have a uh, a nine point eight, nine point six, and a nine point two. The nine six and nine two are, I believe, are signed. I have to look. Um, but yeah, so uh, nine point two sold for nine thirty nine. Still a great deal, I think. I mean, once the movie comes out, I think these up are twenty one percent. Hey, let's look the at trends. The math on that that's that transaction Ooh, sets the market at twenty one percent. Yep, this is the new video game that had all the glitches in it, and this is... Uh, all the dildos? Yeah, all the dildos. <laughs> uh, so a raw copy. So, so this is something else that's happened this year that comics uh, based from video games have we seen getting some love. Mm -hmm. So this is Cyberpunk 2077. 
uh, limited to a 300 dropped on September 9, 2020. A raw copy sold for $560, man. Wow. Wow. Who would have thunk? I, no, I, just... agree, I agree with Moonbase Alpha right there. Yeah. That giant size X-Men for $2,000 less than the Marvel preview. Come on, man. Right. Uh, I've always been high in this Young Avengers book, you know, obviously. Um, let's look at what? this one. No, no, Rick I'll go back to the, the uh, Iron Man because isn't that first appearance of Thanos right there? Yes, it is. I, that's such an undervalued book still at 450. Well, 450 for 4.0, which is pretty amazing. Let's see. 4.0. So the highest known value is uh, graded 9.8 for 8,181. Yeah. You don't know, there are some double covers out there of this issue. Wow. Yeah. So it just shows how many recorded sales. 8,000 I You know, you I go. thought the Thanos uh, stuff would drop, you know, drop in price a little bit, but... Uh, you know, I thought, you know, hey, once he dies, I'm going to start buying him up. a brand new toy for him. He ain't going anywhere. I mean, yep. come on. There's a new Marvel Legends toy that just broke. Oh, look at that Star Wars book. That's a sweet cover. Yeah, I love this cover. Let's take a look at this one. Uh, looks like uh, this is Damn. the Forbidden Planet Adi Granov variant and his hot wife. Uh, 400 bills or $400 for a CDC 9.8. This is one of the prettier covers. That is that pretty. Beautiful. Beautiful. Look at that. Andy Granoff does, does have some great art skills and he's got a hot wife too. Um, I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. Oh, hey, two young Avengers books. I own this book. Ooh. This is the Wars of the world, uh, black and white sketch variant. Look at all those. Did first you appearances. just get this book? Yeah, I got now. I have all three of them. So I have the regular copy, okay. I have the black and white sketch, and I have the director's cut. So, uh, CDC nine point six just sold for three forty five. So that's not even a nine point eight. Ah, uh, uh, those bastards! I knew it. Down, so this is interesting. Down. If if you didn't know, um, there was this weird thing that CDC did at with Wizard World where they came out with nine point fives. Oh my Those goodness. are now being sought after. It's really technically, I believe, a 9.8. Uh, correct me in the live chat if I'm incorrect on that. But it was just a kind of interesting thing. And I think it had a red label. I'm trying to remember correctly. But if you ever see a 9.5, it was something specific that CDC did with Wizard for this book. Um, and that's why it's so rare. And that's why it's pumping. Before, it wasn't nearly this high. But once the Young Avengers hype started, people started seeking this out. But if you want... Go on to eBay and just search CDC 9.5 and you'll see some kind of weird. So um, I have this one. I have the director's cut. I didn't get the other one, which is a Marvel. You Legends think there's one. still there's still you think there's still room in there, right? Oh, I definitely think you so. You think it's too late to get in on Young Avengers? No, because it's first. Kate, first of all, Kate Bishop's going to blow. There's too, up many first, on. there's too many firsts in there. Yeah, but only person that really has been talked about is Kate Bishop. But I mean, that's why I think there's more possibly, room. I think there's more room. There's more room because when you think about all the other characters, quite possibly, you know, uh, maybe, you know, you know, so if, you know, also known as Iron Lad, which is also one of the iterations of Kang, if you think about it, um, I don't want to get too deep into the woods, but I think it is great. Great. It's just like um, Strange Academy, bunch of first appearances, younger kids that they can do a lot of stuff with. This is I, this one's interesting. I'm going to look at this one, man. Canto. Issue number two, the 10 copy incentive beam. What does that mean? I have no idea, but it's $300 for a CGC 9.8. These are some gnarly covers, though, man. I'm digging this. 
hmm. little Marvin the Martian cool. vibe. Tell me if I'm uh, wrong. Is that my right. Marvin the Martian? Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm here to take your spaceships. Oh, I sounded like Kermit the Frog. Never mind. I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to do my, my uh, Marvin the Martian. I end up saying he like Kermit the Frog. Uh, <laughs> I will do an entire There's a funny, funny family guy cut out, cut away where it's Kermit the Frog. Um, the guy from Ghostbusters, I can't think of his name, uh, Stegman or whatever. And yeah. uh, take a look at that. Everybody loves Raymond. They're all at the table talking. They Peter all Parker's spectacular Spider Man. Uh, which one? Peter Parker's spectacular Spider Man number one. I feel like everybody's got that book, and you've picked that book oh, yeah. up. It you know in a in you've passed yeah, on that book. It's so like a ten twenty dollar book. On that yeah, book so, so many times digging. Yeah. So uh, look at that three point uh, nine nine point eight sold yesterday for three hundred fifty four dollars, man. So uh, nine six is going for one hundred and two bucks even. Yeah. So hey man, if you Hold sign on, real up, quick, go down to that. Uh, go down to that Ross Hagul real quick. Yeah, I'm telling you, you can spend hours in here. Anybody that ends up getting the full subscription to this, this is like. A time killer. You will get in here and just go through all these lists and spend hours yeah. looking at these numbers. Yeah, it's sign amazing. Up. It's only six ninety nine a month. If you have CLZ and you feel that hey, I have to pay for CLZ, well, guess what? You can export your CLZ and then it'll populate inside here. Uh, but yeah, here you go, Ryan. This is Batman number two thirty two from nineteen seventy one. First appearance of Raj or Raz Raz. I've heard it said different times by goddamn WB DC. Yeah, themselves. me too. That's Ross what, or race. I don't that's know. That's what's that irritating true. the fuck out true. of me is true. come on. So uh recently, yesterday, uh, raw copy sold for 277. Highest known value on a CDC 9.8 seemed five grand. That seems kind of whoa. cheap to me, actually. Do me a favor, see. check out a 9.0 real quick. I'm just curious. Uh, is this for your own? <laughs> oh, yeah, slide uh, down <laughs> so people can see the entire scale. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I'd like to see uh, that. See 9.0. Um, oh, now comics are a terrible investment. They're a terrible investment. So, so here, so once you get more into the weeds on this, guys, if you scroll down, this is where it has more like a for those who are familiar with GPA, this has more of like a GPA feel to it. So, you can actually scroll down and you'll see what all the actual sale and this way is a better way to kind of find out where books are trending. And if you look, I mean, it goes all the way back to like 2000, I mean, 2011, started at 300, started bumping up to 2017, hit 17, uh, 700 and March. Look at that. May downright got a damn discount for 325 yeah. on a 9.0 November, 2017. Somebody went nuts and spent a grand on it, but we don't know if it was signed or what have you, but, um, and then it kind of died down and then, um, right now it's, it's, I mean, in March, uh, 650, December 2019, 625, and then it went up to like 900. This is what, I mean, as you could tell, I mean, one or two a month, and then, the, I mean, there was one in December, one in November, and in September, but this is this is just in this grade. I mean, if you look at, you know, let's, you know, let's look at how many 9.8s have been sold. Um, January, five grand. Uh, somebody got a damn discount, big time discount, August 2020. He bought yeah, it for 3,800. Uh, another one in July for five grand, uh, 3,600. So these are some of just the cool little things, man. Once you get into the weeds, if you want to like find out more on the raw side, you can sign this out. If you go to your own collection, and you can kind of update your own. Oh, look at that! It went up a couple. Damn, not Whoa. Whoa. Look at that! That uh, is solid. Let's look at my. Uh, I don't want to look up a raw comic, so I can. Um, 
So mm -hmm. if I look at this one, hmm, where was it? Anyway, it's almost seven o'clock, so I'm tired. But in, anyway, when you have in your own collection, you can go and um, you can tell on the raw ones, you can actually put a grade into it, what you think is the grade of it. Um, so if you want to put in VF or near mint, you know, or you can cheat and just say, all my books are near mint, but there's the weekly top all 10. near mint. <laughs> and this is uh, really quickly, I'll just go over these. These are the weekly movers. Are, um, so this is most units sold, uh, as you can tell. 184, 176, 127. This weird ass book. Um, I just read that today. Yeah, ha ha. Jokes on you, I guess. I like this Venom cover. This is dope. I need to go get this. What is this? I need this. Dude, I need all this. those alien covers are dope. I did a video on that, man. Yeah, and when they release. All right, boys and girls. So uh, that is it. I hope you guys enjoyed my little journey into mystery. You like that little journey? Very into nice. Mystery? Very nice. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you guys all for joining us. That is the weekly shakers of the week. Um, Saturday, Dark Side Jedi and myself are going to go live and do a comic call. Yes, we are. I've got, oh, we were just talking before the show. I got this I've got box back from CGC too. A bunch of yes. envelopes full of comics from the last probably eight months that have just been, I haven't opened. So, and he was, I don't, even, I don't even remember what they were, what they are. He was on yeah, cop syrup when he bought them, so he has no idea. So it's basically a mystery boxing. A mystery it really is going to be a mystery unboxing because it's all a mystery. Except yeah, one. so maybe I know like Saturday night between like maybe 5 p.m. Pacific or 6 p.m. Yeah. Pacific, we're going to go yeah. live, and I have a haul of a bunch of books. And I figure why not share the experience with Ryan. We'll both uh, show off our stuff and, you know, just go live, and we'll fuck with you guys. Mine, are, mine are not slabs, but they're, you know – email or uh usps envelopes ready to be opened and he has no idea what it is yeah, i really don't so. honest to god i don't i could so, i they may be playboys they could be my little pony books and he could exposes be, himself as a brony oh, and we yikes. never even know speaking of bronies yikes. jb any last words well you know i've got um i've got something coming up i've got 45 seconds can you give me 45 seconds sure give me go ahead and full screen me for 45 seconds you guys this is what i got coming up let's see if it plays Oh. How you doing? I'm JB and it's 2021 and that means it's time to get organized. I want to know what my collection's worth. What's the value? A lot of the comic book's value depends on grade. Well, I've got 30 graded comic books in my collection. I've got 25 from CGC and 5 from CDCS. I'm going to start by entering those comic books into the coverprice.com app. And that's how I'm going to check my comic book values today. If you want to see what I got in graded comic book value, according to coverprice.com anyway, stick around. I'm there. there you go. That's what I've got coming up. Yeah, that looks awesome. All right, now JB's just showing off, doing yep. a video. Right now, a video. I just took over the other show. We my OBS. Yo, it. that was pretty dope. I got to figure out how to do that. How you did a video. <laughs> so it was OBS inside a stream. Damn. Inside I'm a stream yard. I'll, I'll give you the scoopity scoop on next that. Level. When is that video dropping? It, you know what? I keep saying it's going to drop, but I keep putting more and more editing into it. That was just the first 45 seconds. I got about two hours into that. I bet you it'll drop Saturday. All right, so Saturday, there, there you go. Saturday so, for everybody. So Saturday, check out JB, check out uh, Dark Side Jedi and myself, Dark Side Jedi, and less words. 
no, I as always, it's a blast. I love seeing everybody in the chat, getting along, having fun. Uh, JB, Tim, you know, as always, it's a blast. Pleasure hanging out with you guys on a Thursday night. All right. And uh, we will see you guys Saturday for our live unboxing yes. and un enveloping and just opening up and showing you uh, basically a show and tell of stuff that we've gotten over the last. You may see a, why the hell did I order this? Or you could see a, whoa, I didn't realize right. I ordered right. this. Some silver age X up. So just a few nice. things. Uh, make sure you check out our friends from the comic con podcast. They're a podcast going to drop tomorrow sometime, 9am around that time. So just follow them and uh, hit them up and uh, we will see you guys. Saturday. Till next time, boys and girls. Keep digging, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Peace. That one's way too long. Let me go with this one. <laughs> now let's do this. Rewind, silly town. Come again. Pull up that from the top to the very last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? In this, you shall know that the Lord is a